This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, what a good goal! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Touch to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Town to Grimsby Town one. It won't go down as one of the finest 90 minutes we'll see this season, but Town's cunning knack for points hoarding and this unbeaten run rolls into October. Here to discuss is Terry. Hello, Terry. Hey, Rich. What a lovely thing to do to sit and uh, discuss a football match and a lovely day out with your mates rather than uh, rather than any shenanigans. My first game of the season, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, good. And, you know, it doesn't matter that it wasn't our best performance, but three points and you got to spend it with your pals, which you did do, which is lovely. Exactly, exactly, yeah. The life and circumstances are conspiring against me getting to um, to many games in the minute, so upholding a an LS pod well-maintained tradition of not going to football. Um, and broke that yesterday, so apologies to all the haters, but... Um, yeah, it was, it was a it was a lovely, lovely day, and it was very interesting to watch um, to watch this team in the flesh. You get, especially you know, sat high up in the in the uh, nationwide stand or whatever they're calling it these days. It's it's nice to get a different perspective on the game than than sort of watching it from the uh, from the chateau or whatever other foreign sort of lamp lamp post we find ourselves on. <laughs> what a lovely start, Terry. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. That's that's our third normal game in a row now, I'd say. I, I think that probably brings to an end the swashbuckling campaign of August and early September. But saying that, it's not County next, and that could be quite the do as well, but we'll see. Yeah, I think um I think especially at home we seem we seem to sort of settle down now into into a much more controlled um still still very attacking still very fluid still very entertaining and, and fun to watch but but a, a bit more of an, a bit more of an element of control um away from home we're still super sloppy like last week last week really frustrated me um isn't it mad rich you you, you know you don't want to be dis- you're obviously not disappointed by you know with 19 points from the opening nine games 
and I, I know this is this is a, a well repeated trope at this point, but genuinely, I, I think we could be six or eight points better off. It's it, it's bonkers to to think that, but ultimately, every point gained now is is worth the same as a point gained in in April or May. Just just get them on the board. We're going to have tricky spells. I think we're. Go- I think personally, we're coming into a tricky spell now. Um, and if we're in re- touching distance of the of the top three come the end of October, then then that'll be one hell of a start, won't it? It certainly will be. Yeah, I still and have no qualms arguing the notion that we could very seriously have won every game this <laughs> this season and perhaps should have, which is which is you know frustrating if you choose to look at it that way, but it's also very encouraging. Hey, I'd much rather be sat here 19 from nine and disappointed it's not 21 or 23. Yep. Sat here, you know, 19 from nine and going, yeah, but, but you know, the underlying data suggests that we've got super lucky here. I think it was, it was about this time last season, last season, Rich, wasn't it? Where we on paper had, had quite a good start, obviously not as good a start as we had this season, but the general vibe was we're getting away with this big time. Um, and it's not going to last. So I'd much rather be in this boat and, and be having a really good start while also thinking we've dropped four or six silly points. I think that's a fantastic position to be in. 100%. Well, let's talk about the lineup. It's standard practice, but there was one change. Mahoney in goal, Brewitt, Blake Tracy and Godwin Malife at the back, Hutton and Awakwe on the wings, Khan and Kane coming in in the middle there, Kemp just ahead, and then Young and Austin up front. There would be substitute appearances by Hepburn Murphy, Shade, Kinsella, and a late cameo for Harrison Minton. So the big news at 2pm, as we all love to check when that lineup is announced, is Jake Kane coming in for George McEachran. Post-game, Michael Flynn says McEachran was ill in the morning and they didn't want to risk him or spread it within the group. It was a toss-up between Jake Kane and Kinsella, and Kane got the nod because he felt that he would move the ball quicker. Well, first and foremost, Terry, I hope this wasn't a come-dine-with-me issue with the lasagna that they, they spoke on the presser about having on Friday night. That would be that would be quite the, the story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> West Ham, was it West Ham who hosted Tottenham all those years ago? Lasagna gate. Um, yeah, real, real shame. I, I, George is probably my player of the season so far. I, I doesn't he doesn't get, you know, that that's that's a little bit of a moustache twiddling um, shout for player of the season to, to date. But f- for me, he he, I I, I love metronomic um, midfielders. I, th- I think they're great fun to watch, and I don't think you find better than him at this level really. So it it, it was a bit of a shame to not see him. Start. Um, Jake Kane's a very different player. He, he he sort of in and out. He floats in and out of games, but he does carry a much bigger goal threat than 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 uh, McEachern, as as he proved yesterday. And that's his his uh, third goal in three starts, I think, isn't it? Or well, certainly the last three home games he started, he scored. So fair play to him. He's he uh, can't be doing much more to 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 prove his point and. He's turning into quite a useful 13th or 14th man for us at the moment, isn't he? He certainly is. Uh, Michelle on X uh, said, felt that we missed McEachran today, and I I completely agree. I think McEachran was the big miss and one of the reasons why maybe our performance wasn't as fluid as it usually is, especially in that second half. Uh, we were one short on the bench this weekend. Six names with the under-18s winning at Cheltenham, so no place for one of them. Plenty of listeners too, Terry, citing how tired we'd looked in the latter stages of this game, and especially afterwards when 
Bruitt's leading the the celebrations. A couple of his teammates are on their knees, uh, lying down, absolutely shattered. Plenty of listeners in the feedback felt that or feel like a couple of signings wouldn't go amiss. And with our head scout online giving it the big one, it, it might be time for him to maybe find a suitable body or two to just help this very good 11 out. Yeah, and, and I guess this is where look, I don't want to drift into the sort of... Um, the, the the There is no negativity on pitch at all. I don't want to drift there. I just... I I do I've got this niggling feeling that this group of fourteen or fifteen plus plus Michael Flynn who's doing a phenomenal job, I just think they're gonna be let down by by us not having you know you're not making those two or three signings that we all know we need. You know, my, Michael Flynn knows we need them. Every single fan knows we need them. I don't think we're gonna get them. If we were gonna get them, we'd have done them by now. What could we possibly be waiting for? Um And I think, I really, really hope we don't live to regret it. Because I think this is a, in terms of a a 14 or 15 sort of first, first experience, first team squad, I think this is one of the best, best, better ones we've had at this level. But you look at October's fixture list and, you know, before you even think about Jake Young not being able to play next Saturday and Dan Kemp not being able to play up at MK, injuries are going to hit. Suspensions are going to hit. There's there's a, a debate as to whether um, FBT is out on Tuesday or not. I don't know if we can get to the bottom of that. And 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 we we simply just do not have those those next two or three cabs off the rank, and and that's proven by the fact that we could only we could only name six subs, and that's that's not okay if you want to be competing at this level. And also, Rich, it's not like we we've got some huge injury crisis, is it? We don't. We've been super lucky with injuries. Two more injuries, and we're 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 gutted. We we are we are down to the bare bones, and and that's that's a worry. And I just hope, as I said, I hope this group of fourteen, fifteen players and the coaching staff aren't let down by by a, a a lack of a lack of investment. I think is what it comes down to. I completely agree with you, and it's it's not about negativity for the sake of negativity. The the listeners that are contributing, we're everybody is acknowledging how good this eleven plus two subs, plus three subs are, but we don't want to get to game 46 going, ah, if only there were just a couple of players just, you know, waiting in the wings. Um, there is one at centre forward and we've got like a little rotation um, in, in midfield, but our main player this this season, McEachran or Saidu Khan, if they disappear, then there is a little dip with Kinsella and Kane. And I know Kane scores his goal, but there is a big difference in their overall contribution to the to the to the ninety minutes. So, and Dan Kemp's been absolutely outstanding. You know, I, I'm sure he's he's the sensible pick for player of the season so far. His numbers are incredible. We don't have a second. We don't have a backup ten. Yeah. So everyone, so, you know, you can just about get through as we have done yesterday with McEachran picking up a knock. You can just about get through with rotating to um, the front that you know the three strikers into two. Kemp picks up, and I mean, what are we going to do when we go to when we go to MK? I, I, it'd be fascinating to see what we do there. I, I've got my own ideas, but um, you know, it's it's. I just don't want Michael Flynn and this group of players to be let down by 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 a, a lack of a, a lack of conviction and a lack of investment to go and get those two or three players that that we were promised we had a competitive budget and and competitive budget should be able to run seventeen or eighteen decent first team pros at this level and, we, and we, we're not able to so that that's the only that that's the only sort of um blot on the copybook sort of you know coming 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 down you know in the on the horizon 
back to yesterday and, and the general the general consensus with, with regards to the 13, 14 players that, that we've been putting week out week in week out. You know they're superb, and yesterday was not was not anywhere near as um, as good as this group of players can play, and yet we still got the win. I think I think we lose that game last year, or we certainly don't win it. From from what you were just saying there, and then we'll get into the game properly. The, the bit that worries me isn't necessarily the players; is if you've got a frustrated manager who's doing the Lord's work with a very well. You know, I'm going to say a, a lower budget than maybe he expected. That's going to get attention from league one so <laughs> i'm already planting the seeds there of oh my goodness if, if if we don't give flynn a hand you know he's going to strike while the iron's hot and in terms of his career there was an interview this this week that which was mostly about his newport career but he was talking about how ambitious he is and how he wants to climb the ladder and i, I just see it as a potential issue in the future if we continue this form yeah, def- definitely. You know, it, it only takes um, it probably only takes Matty Taylor at Shrewsbury getting getting the elbow, or or Joey Barton. I mean, that, that'd be lovely to see him out of work. Um, get get the elbow, and all of a sudden, if you're one of those mid-table League One clubs in the market for a manager, you're probably going to come call him because because he's doing an incredible job. And and I do think it is on a low budget. I, I do, you know, I think he is performing beyond beyond expectation at the moment so it's um let's see let's let's not you know there's a lot to worry about in the world let's not let's not worry too much about about that yet and and see how see how october goes but yeah reinforcements long overdue don't think we're going to get them uh and i think that's super unfair on the 14 or 15 lads that are giving everything at the moment but let, let's see what we get to with it all i'm kind of glad we're like over 10 minutes in because i remember during the first half especially before the goal wondering what on earth we would talk about. It wasn't bad. There was There's lots of positive to go through, but we were void of many really clear-cut chances in the opening 20 minutes or so. It almost uh, started badly for Swindon. Blake Tracy was caught out and Grimsby's attack was nullified by Khan. We'll talk plenty about Khan in this game. But it, it, was, a, it was a dominant first half by Swindon, but like I said, void of clear-cut chances. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It, it almost sort of broke down at the last minute, didn't it? Um, more often than not, we didn't test the keeper a great deal in that first half, um, but but we scored a lovely goal. And I think I think what was um, enjoyable from, from my point of view was was the level of control. I, I think I would much rather be one nil up after half an hour and in control than than one nil up and it, but it be an absolute basketball match. And and we were we you know up until. Up until we scored, really, I think, I think, um, I think we we were definitely the better team. What I will say is this: is this side have have the ability to to put in seven or eight seven or eight minute wobbles, and, and we had three in the game. And and to have three seven minute wobbles in a game and and come out with it with three points, I think is lucky. And I think that's what we need to cut out. There was a period, I think it was sort of. Th- Really, sort of thirty to forty minutes where where we were really really poor and, and Grimsby have missed missed a huge chance ten minutes before the break, um, and and that and and if if they'd have scored that you wouldn't have said it was much against the run of play but yeah first half an hour was was controlled but positive and then and then obviously the 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 young Austin Kemp triumvirate 
combines again for for a lovely lovely goal as well yeah yeah before we get to the goal there is one observation positive from the first half and, and the, the, the whole game really and that's the amount of Godwin Malife and Blake Tracy surging forward with the ball Tucker Jenkins saying what impressed me today was how Dokes broke through the lines after key interceptions to turn defense into attack how many other centre-backs in League Two can do that and it's a good question Zero. I mean, he is he is something else. As I said, like yesterday was it was it was lovely to be able to go and watch a game live rather than rather than an eye follow, and because you know you you just get to see more of more of what's happening. And there was a period where you know he, Dokes was basically playing right right high high on the right, like a right wing right forward for about six minutes. And and what what that says a couple of things that he he's incredible at it, and he. The way that he carries the ball is is fantastic. It really, really is. Um, but what I also love about it, and, and this prob- this comes back to Michael Flynn, is that we're so well coached at the moment that he's in, he's allowed to do that. He's enabled to do that. Um, Saidu Khan, who will come on to Manor Match later, but spoiler alert, he absolutely walks it. <laughs> um, every single time, and it was it was um, Dokes more than more than um, FBT yesterday. Every single time Dokes is high at the pitch, Khan is sat in as a, as a third centre half, um, snuffing out any sort of even even you know even a threat of a, of a counter attack, um, and you have to have players around Dokes to enable him to do that, right? And it, it was he is so much fun to watch, and, and I've never. Yeah, it, it just seems so um, such a different, refreshing way to to play football in League Two, and it, it, it's. Long may it continue. I think I think he's been absolutely outstanding so far this season. One of these players that in in our end of season awards will probably get most underrated player because he he is consistent week in week out, not without the occasional fault. But who is at this level? And he's fun to watch for for a centre back too. Uh, as, as you mentioned, Swindon scored after twenty eight minutes. Austin with a lovely weighted looping pass for Dan Kemp, whose technique is frankly perfect, and he blasts it in from just outside the area that's the uh that's the analysis of rich pullen there it, it was sheringham to shearer stuff you know late 90s england that that to find him and kemp there bernie man says just pay kemp uh, and he's absolutely right and i'm gonna say it kemp is more important a well he's vital to to town than i would say Owen Doyle was in terms of what he does and his age and his potential. I'm more excited by Dan Kemp than I was Owen Doyle. A, a, a thousand percent. If, if you find a way to make him to make it a permanent move in January, then, then just just give him everything. Um, his running from deep is just it's just brilliant, and you've got you've got to give huge credit to Austin and Young, who you know the three of them obviously combine very well and. Um, quite often, young and you know, young will split wide. Austin comes very deep, deliberately to create space for for Kemp to break the lines and and be our furthest forward um, attacker. And, and and his output's incredible. I think that's that's twelve goal goal contributions now for the season, which which you know, nine games in is is phenomenal, fantastic finish. Um, but his work rate is also super impressive. I, I've got a, a minor grumble second half um, that that we'll come on to when we talk about subs, but. Dan Kemp's engine, he, you know, he just, just, he's the one, he's the one pressing, he's the one running, even, 
even 90 plus and it was no wonder while uh while while Tom Brewitt was tub thumping in front of the uh the nationwide stand Dan Kemp was absolutely polaxed on the floor <laughs> but desperately trying to recover he he really he really really does give everything um everything for the cause and he he's he's a uh, what a pickup he's been. We're having an interesting conversation up in um, up in D seven yesterday, Rich. It'd be, it'd be interesting to get your take on this with the the Dan Kemp, Jack Payne. Who we, who are you taking? Oh, Kemp. Um, I think right now yeah. the two players right now you take Kemp. Or, yeah. And I like Payne, and I'm not and I'm not saying that like um, he's yesterday's news. He he. We needed to keep pain. We needed to pay yeah. pain. Um, and I would love to have pain at the football club. But again, based on what I'm seeing with Kemp and his, his overall, it would be Kemp right now. Even even if you were comparing peak peak versus peak? Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. There's, there's something about that West Ham, uh, Chelsea upbringing. that <laughs> just seems, she just oozes class for me. I think, um, I think you're just about right. And I think the thing that edges it for me is his output. Yeah. Uh, you know his his numbers are just you know, they're slightly different players. I think it is a bit of a la- it's a bit of a lazy comparison that I'm making there. Um, they are different players, but but Kemp's output is is absolutely phenomenal at the moment, and yeah, he, he's so important for 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 what we're doing. Yeah, and he almost scored again shortly after one um, 0 um, He decapitated a defender uh, with with his Fantastic shot. block that wasn't it? Was hell of a block if he if he knew it was happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was it looked painful and he got on with it. Um, but then this is what happens with this Swindon side. It's a it's a big miss for Grimsby. It should be one one. Thirty six minutes. Ice's cutback is partly blocked by Brewitt. Ice gets a second chance, which finds Harry Clifton. Sort of punts it. I, I think Grimsby were quite panicky up front. They weren't very composed, and if they were, like what they showed when they scored, they might have had a little bit more success. It, it's an it was an effort that encapsulated Grimsby's lack of composure because it really should have been one one. This is a bad weekend to ask this question, but is that handball by Brewitt in VAR world? I don't know, man. I don't honestly. Don't do know. I? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> we were sat right in front of it, and I said at the time. Um, to um, lovely Keith of, of SDFC Museum fame, that um, I think in the Prem that they're at least going to have a look at it. I, I think, but but thank God they're not. Do you know? Thank God that's not yeah. because I I personally think VAR is killing football and, and absolutely despise it with a passion. So um, up until this point, we were we were giving the ref a lot of credit. I think I think he had a really good first half, and that's not that's not a pen for me. The, the the Grimsby miss, I, it, it's it's a good save from Mahoney. It, 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 I'm not sure he knows much about it, but he stood up really big and strong and brave. Um, you, you're right. It does. It does. It did encapsulate Grimsby's lack of lack of composure in the final in the final third of the pitch. There were numerous times where they had three v threes. There, there was a couple of times where the ball was breaking down the right, and they they had three they had three bodies in the box against our two. And they just couldn't find the pass. They just couldn't find the right ball at the right time. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he, I've, I've said a lot of times. I think this season that a better team punishes us. But I'm just starting to think that there aren't many, very many good teams. Oh, I think, yeah. I think um, we came into this season almost intimidated by League Two a little bit, which is quite a weird thing to say. It was like, oh well, you know, there's 
seven or eight teams who are spending a lot of money and then you've got the three or four traditional big boys, you know, and then just talking ourselves down all the time. And actually, I, I don't think we've played, a, played an even a half-decent team yet. Uh, I think that will change on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I think we we probably did get away with one a little bit there, just, just through their sheer lack of lack of calmness and and and, and, and ability in the, in the final third. You know, other than Crawley, who you know Scott Lindsay's doing a tremendous job there. Um, Notts County are doing their bit. Ginningham, we expected they're up there. Mansfield are up there. Stockport have started better than they did a year ago. Wrexham, they're gonna they're gonna be there just because they've started slowly. We're only in match week 10 9 for us so it, it, it's just nice that we're clocking those you know they're getting those points in now um because if if we do have our dip then there's no real panic um speaking of no real panic in that first half a lot of praise for Tom Brewitt the Swindon Badger said Brewitt bossed the first half Chris Van Roon said Brewitt seemed to make countless interventions at key points uh truly the people's champion and he's enjoying every second of it and you know given the way his career has been before he's got every right to uh leading the uh the post-match uh with his uh with his little lap of honor there's no i in team terry but there is in Bruit. <laughs> oh wait, i can't you're... help myself can you're i get in trouble for that one aren't you <laughs> No, he he, he had a, he had a, another solid game. He's he's clearly our most improved player of the season um, based on last year. Well, then again, there's an argue there with Saidu Khan, but he's doing the job at the moment. Yes, I am. Uh, uh, he 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 is currently absolutely fine for what we're asking him to do. Uh, and yesterday, especially first half, he was he did what was asked of him very very well. Now that's that's not me trying to be coy or clever. That he genuinely had a good had a, had a good game, particularly first half. But I think we are asking him to. When you've got a really expressive back three, or sorry, a really expressive uh, wide centre half either side, you want the middle one to stay in the right positions, head it, kick it, block it, and and it turns out that he's really good at those things. Um, so, you know, fair, fair play to him. I, this is a. <laughs> This will come as no surprise to you. I personally don't. It's very, very personal opinion. I don't love the. I don't love passion merchants, right? I don't love tub thumping, um, uh, laps of honor. I, 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 I think it's a, you know. I, I spend that moment with your team, um, and spend that moment uh, shaking hands with with the opposition players and 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 recovering, um, and then walk around together. It, it. it it's a it's a very very minor thing, and and people can slag me off for it. That that that's life. It's just my opinion. I find it a bit much. But but on the pitch, he's doing as well as as well as what's being asked of him, right? And that's 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 all you can that's all you can congratulate him on. I think. Yeah, I think he's doing tremendously well this season, and you know, people on Teff like Mooney Raker don't want to acknowledge those sentences and then dwell on the things like the uh, no I in team. Then you know that's on them. That's on them, isn't it, Terry? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing very well indeed. Hello, Rich here with an exciting offer for listeners of The Lone Strangers. Yes, we've teamed up with NordVPN to help your viewing pleasure so you can watch your favourite things without constantly travelling to the chateau. That's right, NordVPN allows you to watch those sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with just one click to a country which is showing the content. 
NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. Now to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash livestrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll also help support our podcast along the way. You can find the link in the podcast episode description box. Thank you, enjoy, and onwards. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, well, you see a great pass from Austin into Kemp here. Kemp is onside, edge of the penalty area, hits him and goal! Yet another goal for Dan Kemp! Set up by Charlie Austin! Second half then, Paul Temple described Grimsby as a well-organised and quite feisty physical side, and I largely agree, especially in the second half, Terry. I didn't think they had much about them in the first, but they were obviously told at halftime to toughen up a little bit and, and they did so. And I know in the first half there were some tackles on Saidu Khan and, and so forth, but they, they had a little bit more about them in that second half. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair. I, I'm trying to think the best way to sum it up. They, they, they tried really hard and, and I think it's very easy to slip back into, you know, the, oh, well, it's the Swindon way to throw that game away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They've missed one absolute sitter second half. I mean, th- th- let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So it's nothing more than a hopeful long ball. It should be marshaled out easily by Uakwe, but he gives a hospital pass to Brewitt. He gets nowhere near it. It's not, not his fault at all. It's picked up by the Grimsby attacker. The cross should be sorted out by Hutton, but it's not. Uh, Clifton shot should go in and then Mahoney makes an outstanding save, but... And then the frantic melee afterwards results in a corner. But how that doesn't go in is incredible. Oh, fantastic save from Mahoney. Yeah. Really, really is. Like, you know, he, got a, he gets across the goal so quickly. It helps that he has a low centre of gravity, which I've never said about a goalkeeper before. Um, he's really small, isn't he? Really like, <laughs> I can't go head around it. Um, damning in the team photo more than anything. Not so bad on the pitch, but in the team photo, you're like, how? But he's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. Again, we've just built this this team of really unusual players. You've got, you know, you've got Dokes, who's right side of centre-half, but but happens to also be a winger. You've you know, just really interesting, interesting um, footballing characteristics in a lot of these boys. And and Mahoney is, is a very strange goalkeeper to watch. He, I have big issues with him. Uh, his starting position is way too deep, but I think that's a, that, that I'm assuming his choice. Um, and under the high ball, I'm petrified. He's not going to be the, the, he's not going to, you know, when we were defending a series of corners in the last 15 minutes, he's not coming through and cleaning everyone out and taking the ball, is he? Um, the flip side of that is you, you can't, you can't really say he's doing anything wrong at the moment. And he's, he seems to pull off one absolutely remarkable save a game out of nowhere. It's completely bonkers bonkers saves like I've no idea how he does it and, and I wouldn't be surprised if that is the save of the season I've already made note of it yeah, please, um, <laughs> you not only make note of it but also make note of two others that might be in the list and when you do your end of season wrap up just send me those three and ask me to pick one of course please. I will for you anything so 
we've got we've got every week we have Godwin Malife, Blake Tracy, and Tom Brewer all get huge praise. And forget all of my sort of a lot of my Brewitt stuff is a bit. It's me being mischievous. It's me teasing because there is this sort of Sendles White. There is this Tom Broadbent. There is this Sid Nelson sort of thing happening with Brewitt with the fan base. And I'm just teasing, all right? I'm being a knobhead. Nothing more, nothing less. He's clearly doing very well. But a mess- But there are some fans that are a little bit worried about how we defend as a team. Lord Kevin of the Shire says... The performance is not great, but the, the result was right. Um, defensively, as a team, we are so poor. Just a good job. The opposition strikers can't finish, but we look dangerous going forward. Can see Notts County being a free-free. And I want to just dwell on that. Defensively, as a team, we are so poor. Just a good job. The opposition strikers can't finish. Because it is something that I have thought about when I'm sitting there. And I don't think it's a Swindon issue because we can only play who's presented to us. But I have watched games this season. And you know, when we say this time last year or this year, we would have lost last year, we would have lost that. Well, maybe last year they would have finished that because it does happen quite often this season. Yeah. Bit of a funny one, I think, because how can, how can we have three centre halves who individually are all being praised to the, to, to the end of the earth and yet defensively we're really poor as a team. So, so where is the issue then? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure our, our correspondence will, will be overflowing with um, the fact that Romeo Hutton can't defend. Well, he's not being asked to defend, so don't worry about that. Um, so it's either, so it must be structural. I think, um, I don't think we're as bad defensively as people like to say we are. Firstly, and I also think it's a calculated, considered decision by Michael Flynn to create overloads in forward areas and to create, if you want to create overloads in forward areas, you don't have unlimited players. You've got to play players higher up the pitch. Of course, sometimes we look overran at the back. Of course, it's 3v3 more often than, than, than a lot of other teams because we allow our two centre-halves to play really high. Our wing-backs aren't wing-backs. They're basically wingers, although Uwakwe plays higher than Hutton, which is which is a strange, um, a strange nuance in the shape. It's, it, like, there, there, there's... This is a consider. These are considered decisions for us to be super expressive. I, sometimes I wonder, you know, the people who complain about us being really poor defensively. We you, we can't do both. We can't we can't be super expressive in attacking and be really good defensively. It doesn't work like that. We would just draw every game nil nil if we just played a flat a, a flat back five with two holding midfielders. Um, we we th- this is a considered deliberate decision from the from the from the coaching setup. To be expressive, to split, you know, have your two centre half split for Khan to drop in, for for Dokes to push really wide and rotate in, for Hutton to play super high at the pitch. You know, we don't play a holding midfielder. We play, you know, Khan, Kemp, and obviously Kane, but normally McEachern. Not one of them is a is a screen or a or a um, you know or, or a or a defensive pivot. So of course we're going to look exposed at times, but the flip. But what do you get in return? You get you get a super expressive, super attacking side that has scored more goals than anyone else in the country. I know what I'd rather. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I think that's a good point well made. Our point, Blake Tracy is booked for a tackle that probably would have seen Grimsby go through. It was thoroughly required. Grimsby fans wanted red card, wanted a red card for that, but it was way too far out, I think. So the referee made the, the right call. Shortly afterwards, Clifton was booked for a yell for a tackle on Bruett. And I think what Mahoney did when uh, he did his outstanding save and what Bruett did at this moment was just to slow the game down a little bit and it paid dividends because we scored minutes later through through Jake Kane but I think that was a clever bit of game management by Mahoney and Bruett at that stage. Yeah I think so I think you're seeing this come through it was in the Women's World Cup where this was driving me absolutely nuts with with the new um the new rules around players going off after getting injured and, and then and then having to be off for 30 seconds unless you're the goalkeeper. And so, so there were. I think there was three times as many goalkeeper injuries in the women's World Cup than in in a normal women's in a normal World Cup. Um, it, it's just such an easy, easy way to to take any momentum out of the game. And I'm I'm sure the um, the governing bodies will be will be looking at doing something because it, it is it is a bit annoying. But while while we can do it, you know, it it probably helped us. Just on the Blake Tracy tackle, it's not a red card. The the fact he's last man isn't relevant because that's not the the law. The law is denying a goal a clear goal scoring opportunity, which that wasn't. Um it, it was it was necessary, but I probably I think it was symptomatic of I wouldn't say a poor performance from from FBT, but he wasn't at his best, was he? I don't think. Um and, and look, we're holding him to super, super high standard there, which which is probably unfair because he was far from poor. Um but there was two or three times where he just looked a tiny bit off it. Um, and obviously that yellow card does mean, or or, do, or does it? I don't know. I don't around. know. I haven't looked it um, up yet. <laughs> whether, he's, he, whether he might be out on Tuesday, he might have one more yellow. It all depends on whether football, whether League Cup yellows count in EFL tournaments. I personally don't think it does, but I'm sure, I'm sure one of the listeners can let us know. That's what we're saying from earlier in the pod. We're spinning plates when players disappear for a game or two. We, yeah, it shouldn't be a huge issue to be without one centre half, right? Yeah. Like, but but and that Harrison Minton, he's proving quite useful. I thought he had a really a really solid cameo yesterday. But you don't want to be going into Bradford away or not or Notts County away with with Minton starting. And but more importantly, nobody on the bench behind him. Um, and we put. But the one thing I will. Can constantly, constantly remind people is this lack of depth is a choice. The club have chosen to do this. This is not an injury crisis. The club have chosen to do this. So if it comes back to bite us, blame the club. It's a gamble. Goal, Swindon, 64 minutes, and it's another lovely bit of build-up play. Wasn't going anywhere until Kemp does what Kemp does. And that's that's an incredible ball to Kane, who does really well to lift the ball over Jake Eastwood. And Michael Flynn in the post-match acknowledged that. that, that, that he made that look easy. Oh, what a lovely, lovely finish this is. I mean, you, you're right on Kemp. There's very little pace in the attack. We, you know, we're in control. We've spent the last five minutes slowing the game down after a bit of a dodgy 10. Um, and all of a sudden, ball gets popped into Kemp. He's got half a yard, takes it on a half turn and, and, and you know, bang, bang, it's it, it's 2-0 and that, that's what he can do. But the ball's perfect. It's it's the perfect way to suck the keeper out a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. And then, yeah, it's a lovely finish from Jake Kane. We were sat right down right down the line of that finish. It was so, such a satisfying finish. One of those where 
it just sort of grazes the top of the net for, for yeah, and it was coming in on an angle. It does it for quite a long time, and it was a very aesthetically pleasing goal. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is where we we do give Jake Kane some more praise. And I think you, you you made the point before we even talked about the game. The fact that from what I hear at the start of the season, his name was being distributed for loan or transfer. So to be a player that is going to sit on the bench, he's only going to get a minute here or there if Flynn chooses to bring him on. Who And then to come in a couple of times this season and one at the end of last and just put in a performance which is fine, but also has a goal, which is what, she, like you said, McEachran doesn't give us, is, is a huge compliment to him in terms of that he's a team player he, he sees what he's, his job is and he comes in and he does what he can whatever he can do to make Flynn think about whether he should be starting in the future yeah 100% 100% you can't ask more from him really I mean he was bitted and out yesterday he's a very different player to McEachern. Um yeah I, I don't know how you, you you make him more physical but I think that is the one thing that lets him down uh, not just size but um you know, George McEachern is a very small, very small player, um, but he does seem to be a little, a little bit more solid, or you know, in possession. Um, but JK didn't, add, you know, he, he had a very, very solid game yesterday. Finished with a lovely goal, so so fair play to him. He, he can't be doing more than it's exactly what you want from a twelfth or thirteenth man, right? Like in the same way that we will come on to Hepburn Murphy shortly, but in the same way that Rush can't, you can't really do much more. And and if you've if you're only going to run with 14 or 15 fully fully fit senior pros at any one time, you need your 13, 14, 15th men to be super engaged with the team and having an impact every time they come on the pitch. And they're doing that. So it's a fair, fair play to them. Yeah. And, and Kane will know what the situation is. And I think it what really sums it up is nobody is saying Kane needs to start next game whenever he plays and scores because it's McEachran and it's Khan. And you, you cannot drop these players. If they're available, they must play. But good on Kane for, for doing his bit. They made a couple of changes at the same time and, and Grimsby scored straight away. Substitute Donovan Wilson just come on for Abu Isa and his first act is, was to lose Blake Tracy and brew it with his first touch and slot it past Mahoney with his second. And it was coming at that moment. And I think that moment is kind of what Lord Kevin of the Shires was implying with his tweet. The first time someone gave our defence some real quality, they scored. And it was a lovely goal. It was, it was. But this is just this is just poor defensive play from, from an individual, right? Like Blake Tracy gets super tight, gets turned and 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 Wilson's in. And look, as we said earlier, FBT has been, has been basically faultless for 13, 14 months now, and I'm certainly not going to go in on him for yesterday. But you know, he 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 will know that that's not his best performance for us, and but we've got away with one, so it, it doesn't really matter. Like chalk it up to one poor game every thirteen, you'll take that as a, as a pro. Um, yeah, he just you know Donovan Wilson just sucked him in little little slip little slip um, little sort of first touch around the corner and and great finish. Um, it was coming, and at that point, at that point, you're worried. I think, aren't you? Um, especially when five minutes later, possibly the the most inexplicable refereeing decision I can recall. Yeah, so Hepburn Murphy wants a penalty. Shirt was being pulled. I, 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 the question is, would we have been happy with the with the level? I mean, it's, it's a penalty. Um, Jeremy Randall uh, mentioned how 
the linesman missed the shirt pull on Hepburn Murphy is a complete mystery. And Jimmy Legs goes further going, I know it's a well-trodden path by now, but the officials were beyond a joke today. Zero consistency, bad decisions for and against both teams. Hammered us on throw-in placement and seemingly let them choose where they wanted to take theirs from. And I'm not too bothered about throw-in placement. It, it kind of just, I'm kind of just get on with it. Just, it's one of those things. But... He's, he's got it. He's got it. I mean, you've got a better view than me. It looked a penalty at, at the time. I've looked at it. I think he goes down easily, but his shirt is clearly being pulled. So, you know. I think, I think that the, the thing with this, Rich, is that, um, so j- just on the Jimmy Legs point, respectfully disagree. I actually thought, been, I actually thought apart from this one incident, the referee was very good. Um, and and the, the throwing thing is, is a red herring. It, it Whatever. Um, it's it's the same. It's it's in the same box as people who count to ten when the goalkeeper has the ball. Like just just don't worry about it. Like get the ball back in play. Um, the the thing with the shirt pull is it's so visual. It's it, it, that's the thing I can't get my head around. Like, is it soft? Well, no, because it's it, it's so visual. You can see he he has had his shirt pulled. There's no debate. There's no debate of was there contact? Did he get the ball first? Was he inside or outside? There is no debate. Like nobody can sit there and say his shirt was not pulled. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see how, and this is where I, I, I just it baffles me that 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 hasn't been given. You've got two officials, both with view of the incident within within a twenty yard circle, and neither of them have deemed that to be a shirt pull. Now, I refuse to believe they haven't seen it because it's super visual. Of course they've seen it. So they've chosen, they, they've decided that that's not an infringement. If you do that anywhere else on the pitch, it's an infringement. It happened to to rush literally two minutes later in the centre circle and he gave and he gave the free kick and a yellow card. A shirt pull is a, is a foul and a yellow card every single time without, without debate. Like, it just is. And it's so visual. It can't. It can't be. It can't be debated. It's so. I just can't get my head around it. Okay, you don't need VAR for that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few minutes later, it's a great save from Eastwood as Kemp managed to prevent the ball from going off for a goal kick. I'm not entirely convinced it, it stayed in, but it, it found Shade who missed from a couple of yards out. But it it was a very good save. And, and the rest of the game, Terry, I know there was. I, I'm getting not. I'm I'm cynical about whether we dug in. You know, a lot of praise this game is that we dug in. I, I'm not entirely convinced we did. I, I don't think Grimsby deserved that much credit. I, I think we were quite comfortable, largely, and and maybe that's just my out, outlook at watching Swindon at the moment. I'm very relaxed watching Swindon. I'm enjoying myself, and uh, maybe I'm putting too much trust in them. But I, I'm not sure it was backs to the wall this this game I, I think I think it was generally fine yeah I, I agree I, I I'm not sure I buy into the whole Grimsby threw everything at us and you know we all hands to the pump and whatever like you, you think back what did they actually do last 10 I don't I don't recall Mahoney making a decent being forced into making a decent save there was that one where the fellow was through sort of left corner of the penalty area and he's gone out it was right foot outside of the boot and just sort of slashed it way wide um and then obviously last kick of the game, for some bizarre reason, their centre midfielders decided to shoot from 35 yards. Um, but that, I, it wasn't, I, they had two or three corners, but it wasn't It wasn't the Alamo, was it? No. 
No, and I, I guess that's what I see as digging in, you know, the, oh boy, this is going to be, you know, I don't know. We're a wounded fan base. We've we conceded leads a few times this season. I'll tell you what was the Alamo. Grimsby, Grimsby away last season. If you want to go, go back and look at that and then, and then, and then come, then you, you'll know what having the kitchen sink thrown at you looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this wasn't it. No, I don't think it was, but that's not to discredit. Uh, Swindon there I just I just don't think it, I, I wasn't sweating I wasn't sweating it was it was another situation where a very comfortable win turned into a less comfortable win but I, I was really pleased we were able to put in a, a sort of more lackluster performance and still look like the better side for the majority of the game yeah I, and I think it's more of a sort of a Swindon fan trope of it's very Swindon town to not win that game uh, you know this whole it's coming. I think as you as you said in your in your show notes was way more about us than it was about Grimsby. Hundred percent. Like yeah. the, the, the collective ten minutes of oh classic Swindon. We're gonna we'll throw this. We'll find a way to to you know to snatch a draw from the jaws of victory. That was very little to do with Grimsby and very much about our collective um, shared experiences over the last over the last decade or so. Um, I, I don't really actually. If, I think if you're sat there as a neutral, I don't really think you're, you're sat there thinking, "God, Grimsby have really thrown the kitchen sink out of there and have, and have been unfortunate not to get a point." Yeah, agreed. Two one then. Uh, Flynn post match team stuck together. Bit of a relief at full time. Wasn't good second half, but we have played better and thrown points away. We dug in and made blocks. Started second half sloppy, got control and scored. Then we were apprehensive, bordering on panic stations. Yeah, we go. It's about us, not about them. A bit frantic, which played into their hands. It could have been a bit more clinical. It was definitely a penalty. Grimsbury threw everything at us. Not so sure about that. A great move for the two goals, but Kane's finish is good as you'll ever see. Stokes and Hutton were unplayable today. They have a great understanding. Unbelievable save by Mahoney. And then the listeners' contributions. Time is against us. We've got three pods in three days. So the general vibe, Terry, was it'll do. Lots of love for Khan, who we haven't talked about yet. Dokes, Kemp and Brewitt, not our best performance. Got lucky at times. Goals were very good. Poor officiating. And is it time to start Hepburn Murphy? Oh, oh, oh. can I do my, my Hepburn Murphy hot take? Of course you can. Okay. I love watching him off the bench. He is... Oh, God. I'm going to... I may regret saying this. He is a fantastic mercurial individual to bring off the bench my instinct watching him properly yesterday is that he doesn't he's not tactically disciplined enough to play in this system and but and and my biggest frustration yesterday of the whole game was watching Hepburn Murphy walk while Dan Kemp is is pressing you, you like it's, it's great fun when you when you get in the ball and you get him running at center halves but there's more to football than that. And for me, I wonder whether there's whether he needs to be a bit more a bit more embedded in the system, should we say, to 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 really put pressure on Jake Young and, and Charlie Austin. Um now of course he will start next Saturday because we've got Bradford away and, and Youngie can't play. Um but yeah, there's 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 something frustrating. That, well, I, that I personally find frustrating watching him off the ball. I, I think off the ball, he, he was really poor yesterday. 
Um, and, and I appreciate that that's not going to, you know, that he that, that he's very, very popular and um, that might not go down too well, but but there you go. On the basis of the season, I don't agree, but I will say that yesterday that wasn't Hepburn Murphy's best cameo by a long, long yeah, way. And that's, and that's super fair, Rich. You, you've watched you've watched this live a, a lot more, you know, a lot more times than I have. And watching remotely on iFollow, you know, I'm not I'm not seeing that that detail because you know it, it's off cam. Um, so I was deliberately sort of watching a bit with, with, with a bit of a wider a, a wider view than, than maybe normally I would yesterday. You know, looking at off the ball stuff and, and bits and pieces like that. And like you said, I, I'm going on a sample of one, so that that might be super unfair. But I found it I found it really frustrating yesterday. To you know, there were times where. Jake Eastwood was was being allowed to sort of wander out 25, 30, 35 yards and wind up a bomb onto the edge of our pe- you know, just stop him doing that. You you've been on the pitch five minutes. Like just stop him doing that. Um and, and that 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 really annoyed me. But it, it's it's a minor, 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 minor detail. And, and it's a sample size of one. So Yeah. And I think Bradford is a perfect opportunity to really get an idea of of what he is about from from the first minute onwards. So, you know, because because of Young's form. And Young's form is waning a little bit. Again, it's only been a few games uh, since he last scored, but I've been told quite a lot by people who who have seen a lot of Young over the years that go, you know, he'll let you down eventually. And I, I want to I wanna ignore that because he hasn't let us down really, but he's, he's not showing as much signs of being maybe a 20, 25 goal scorer over the last couple of performances. But... Hepburn Murphy should be champing at the bit for Bradford um, and to really give Flynn a headache. So I'll be really interested to see how that plays out. In terms of the man of the match, the OSC, they were the match day sponsors. So they gave it to Saidu Khan. The listeners have given it to Saidu Khan as well. The majority of the other votes went to Godwin Malife and Dan Kem. There were others for Bruit. And Blake Tracy even got a couple. and But I agree with you, Terry. I think he was not to his usual very high standard. It has to be Saidu Khan. There was a lot of passionate, it can't be anyone other than Godwin Malife. But Saidu Khan yesterday was as good as I've seen him play for Swindon. Uh, he, he was best man in the park by, by a million miles. A million miles. He was outstanding. Um, he's he, that, that's the sort of performance you you watch as an away fan or as a neutral and go, what we we haven't had a midfield like that for ten years. Why don't we have one of them? You know, you drop him into any team at this level in that form, play play. You know, in that ninety minutes, and he's going to massively improve any squad at this level and most of the squads in the level above. He really, really was outstanding. His um, I, I'm I can only you know I'm only going to give credit to Michael Flynn on this because it's either him or the Gambian manager, and I'm assuming it's not the Gambian manager. Um, Khan looks so much better coached and 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 disciplined, and his decision making is is so so much better. Um, and he's getting better over you know as as the season goes on. I, I the first sort of four or five games he was really good for most periods but then also ha- always had like two or three ricks in him um you know Wrexham Michael Flynn said he was the best player on the pitch but then watching that game back I also think he's you know he, he gifts gifts position possession away three or four times but yesterday he it, it was an almost faultless um sort of all action box to box midfield performance uh the way the way that he I think as early as the second minute he 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 mopped up after a, an error 
by FBT, sort of dropped in, snuffed it out, did a little pirouette, kept the ball, got his body in the right position, moved the ball on, then got then got the return ball, then moved the ball on again. He re- it really, really, really was a very, very impre- impressive display. And look, D- Dokes and Dan Kemp, absolute notable notable mentions in second and third for sure. Um, maybe perhaps perhaps those two are being a little bit undone by the fact that um, it's almost become expected that they're outstanding every week. Um, but but genuinely, Saidu Khan was the best around the pitch by 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 a country mile yesterday. I think. Yeah, it's just nice to see Saidu Khan defending and not feel petrified that he's going <laughs> to give away yeah. a penalty or, or what have you. It, 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 he look he looks so much better and he wasn't terrible last season but he looks so much better than he was last last year and it can only be good man management good coaching from from Michael Flynn and Wayne Hatswell so fantastic so Tuesday Terry very quickly because we've got a presser on this tomorrow or the, uh, probably today at the time you're listening to this um, it's the first real big one because we're, we're going to be 10 games in we're playing the team that are currently top Swindon win and Doncaster drop points and we go top with a game in hand and then things are beginning to look very rosy indeed Notts County lost their first game since the first game of the season uh, on uh, Saturday. An absolute barnstormer between the uh, between the derby of ex Swindon managers, Colchester under Ben Garner, five four craziness. Uh, it's hard to not expect more craziness from from Tuesday night, but I'm really looking forward to it. They should have no fear whatsoever. Yeah. Oh God, Rich, I'm gutted. This is on Tuesday night. Absolutely gutted. Best away day of the season by Country Mile. I think if this was on, if this was next Saturday, we'd be taking fifteen hundred up there and all we piling into Hooters or or wherever else does bad bad beer and uh, bad entertainment, should we say? Um, yeah, it, it. My instinct is it's going to be it's going to be one game too far for us. Um, I think I think we are running out of steam. I think we look like we were running out of steam yesterday. Um, and it's it's a short recovery time ahead of our biggest game of the season. And I think I think also that Tuesday night thing is a bit frustrating for the players as well. You know, having fifteen hundred, two thousand away fans up there can give you that extra one percent to get you through get you through the wall a little bit. That I'm sure these players are um, are starting to feel the heat of a, of a really busy start. So my, my 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 instinct is it's one game too far, but but really looking forward to it and. Um, do you know what, Rich? No matter what happens this week with with Notts County and Bradford, we could lose both and still be sat saying it's a very, very, very satisfactory start. Um, so I'm, I, I certainly don't want to don't want to lurch into um, any sort of reactive uh, reactive takes if we if we drop if we drop points this week, which I'm, I'm sure we will drop. Yep, points on the board and credit in the bank. Exactly. Let's see what the week brings, Terry. Thank you very much. Nice one, Rich. Take care. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.